Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Amazing. So good to hear those, uh, hear those stories about how God is moving uh, in our schools. And like Neil said, um, if you'd like to uh, support a chaplain or maybe, maybe you're like, you know what, I, I think I could be a chaplain. Oh, that was silent for a second. <laughs> um, see Neil after the service, and um, we, we, we want to see God really really move and continue to move uh, through, our, through our church and through our community and through our schools. What a, what a, what a privilege it is. And, and just goes so well with what we've been talking about um, in our series, Go. And uh, last week we shared a, a bunch of uh, stories from people who had uh, gone into their you know, workplaces or a shopping center and had shared their faith, had encouraged others. And, and so I got two more sent in to me uh, this week, which I'd love to read. Uh, one is uh, from the awesome, awesome Nola, who's about five rows back there. She wrote this. She said, Hi, Rachel and Marty. Thank you for your encouragement and a reminder for us to share God's love to our world. I was at the coffee shop in South Perth today and noticed the girl serving us had an American accent. I asked where she was from. She said England and the Philippines. Sounds random, hey? Um, I told her about the pastor's wife, Jemima, at Kingdom City Church, who had lived in Philippines with her missionary parents as a child and also had an American accent. In the end, I took my coffee and said, the Lord bless you. Um, when the door into talking with someone opens, all we need to do is relate God's love to them and where they may go to have fellowship need to be brave. Love that. How good is that? Just finding that little, that little in um, with someone to share, to share, share God's love. I was um, at the printers that we always use uh, to print stuff for church this week, and we'd printed new cafe signage, and the guy's like, uh, he's an interesting guy who swears about every third word. He's like, oh, water, $1.50. I'm like, that's it, Ed. You, you need to come Sundays, 10 a.m. He's like, oh, and something, 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 something. But I'm like, you know what? It's just like whatever, whatever way you can get in. Uh, what about this? Uh, Nathan sent this in. said, hey, uh, I wanted to share my experience from the other week for the Go and Make Disciples. Only recently I fully accepted Jesus as my Savior, but it has made a massive impact on my life in such a positive way that I want to share it and let people who are close to me know that this is the path I'm taking. I have a friend who struggles a lot with depression and purpose. So I reached out to him with the greatness that has filled my life after accepting Jesus as my Savior and suggested that all he, um, all he needed to do was search a little deeper. He has since been looking for answers by himself and is that next step closer to God. I continuously pray for him to be healed and saved. How good is that? Hey, come on. We can, we can give God praise. If you, if you have a story of how you've shared your faith, how you've prayed for someone, how you've stepped out, we, we want to continue to stir this up. I, I really believe, I know it's like Christianity 101, share our faith, but I really believe that, um, that God is moving on this in our midst. And as we share stories, as we encourage one another, the Bible says, let us spur one another on to love and good deeds. God moves in a powerful way. And so it's exciting to see. So please, um, we are the family of faith. We are the, the body of Christ. We are the church together. So as you have them, let us know so that we can encourage each other with those, which will be awesome. So today what I want to do is... Um, just share briefly uh, with you. We've already heard from our chaplains about how they go, and I love the um, how they go and love the students and staff in their world. And and as a church, there's two more initiatives we're going to uh, speak about, which are all. All a part of loving our neighbours, and I'm gonna gonna speak into that because we all have a part to play. 
I believe, wherever we are. And, and so what we're going to do is we're going to look at this passage of Scripture really quickly in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. Um, but just before we read that, can we just get a little bit honest for a second? I want, you to, I want you to think about this question, right? Has there ever been a time in your life when you asked a question of maybe like an authority figure, like a parent or a teacher, a boss, or a lecturer, you knew the answer to the question, but you were asking the question because you thought it might make you look a bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we probably, we probably, let's, let's be, let me give you a couple of examples, right? Maybe there was an assessment, maybe some homework that was due, and your teacher had forgotten to assess it, but you remembered that you had completed it, and you were like that kid in class. You were like, uh, excuse me, miss, you forgot to check the homework. And then everyone else was like, what are you doing? Okay, why, were you that kid at school? Are you that kid at school? Don't be that. Anyway, you know, maybe, because why were you doing that? Because you're like, hey, uh, I've done it. I want, I, I, I want someone to know. Maybe you were in a work meeting, and, you know, they've updated to some new, you know, like HR framework, and you used it for your presentation, but maybe a couple of people didn't. And so you're like, oh, excuse me, boss, aren't we supposed to be using that new, you know, HR sort of framework that, that, that we're doing? Is there anyone honest enough to go, yeah, yeah, that's, that's me? No one, okay, great, all right. Okay, what about this one? Maybe, let's get real for a second, maybe in your marriage you've checked the banking app and there seem to be a few extra purchases around lunchtime and you knew that they weren't, that you knew that it wasn't you and you're, yeah, I see fingers pointing already and, you, and you're like, hey, I'm pretty sure, maybe you ask a question something like, oh, weren't we sort of like tightening the belts a little bit and trying to uh, save some money because we've got that holiday coming up? Has anyone ever done that before? Yes. Okay, excellent. Oh, good. There's some, there's some honest people. There's some honest people. Okay, so that type, of, that type of thinking is what this guy we're about to read about has. Okay, so just, just, keep, just keep that in mind. This is Luke 10, 25 to 37. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher... What shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, that's Jesus, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, that's Jesus again, you have answered rightly, do this and you will live. Here's the, here's the little clause, which is us sometimes. Verse 29, but he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among Thebes, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down to that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among Thebes? And he said, that's the lawyer, he who showed mercy on him, then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise." Now, uh, I think maybe we've heard that before. This concept of Good Samaritan is quite, you know, uh, around the place. But can I just 
teach for a, just a 60 seconds on the Bible for a second. So Bible, 66 books written over 1,500 years, 40 writers, all inspired by God. Uh, not only that, but the Bible contains different forms of literature. So it has historical narrative, which is story, you know, stuff that actually that happened. It's got poetry, it's got letters, it's got prophecy, it's got sayings or proverbs. And so that's important to understand because the type of literature that uh, passage of Scripture is written in helps us to understand it a little bit more. I'll, I'll explain it this way. If I was telling you a story and I started with once upon a time, just for those four words, you're like, okay, he's talking about a, about a fairy tale. So I can tell you about fire breathing dragons and magical fairies and you don't think I need to be taken off to a special you know, facility or something, or something like that, right? Because we've set our minds, we're ready for a fairy tale. Now, this form that we just read is what's called a parable. And so the whole point of a parable is that its, um, its, its function is to call forth a response from the person that's listening. And so it's important to understand who the hearer was. So remember, we started, it was this, this lawyer, or another way to say it in the Bible is this Pharisee, who came to Jesus with a question. And so the great thing to think about when we, when we interpret a parable is it's a little bit like interpreting a joke. Okay, so if you get told a joke, a joke has different points of reference in it. And if you don't understand the points of reference, you don't get the joke. Do you know what I mean? I'll give you an example, right? So here's a classic, classic muso joke, right? What do you call a drummer who just broke up with his girlfriend? Homeless. You're supposed to laugh now then. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. A couple people did. All right, now, what, well, what, what? essentially makes that joke funny. Obviously it wasn't, but we'll just pretend like it was and that you laughed, right? So, so what sort of makes that funny? Well, you under, it makes it funny if you understand that generally, you know, the drummer is the, never here, of course, but generally the drummer is the guy in the band that doesn't really have a lot going for him. I mean, he can't really play music. He just hits stuff. You know, he's probably broke. He probably ate last night because his girlfriend bought his meal for him. Like that, that's, the, that's the points of reference, right? So if you don't understand those, you don't get the joke. Does that make sense? A little bit like with a parable. And so I want to show you quickly a couple of the points of reference here. First one is this. The first two guys that come to this beaten up guy that's been taken by Thebes, are a, are, they're priestly type people. It's a priest and a Levite. Now, traditionally, those guys were not known for good works. They, they, they weren't like helping the poor people, right? They, they were not, I know it sounds terrible, but they weren't really known for that. Okay, so that's the first point of reference. Second point of reference is this, is the lawyer or the teacher of the law, not Harvey Specter, the, the teacher of the law, right, is the guy who's asking this question. Those guys were known for good works. They, 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 were, they were like, the, they worked for Samaritan's Purse or Salvation Army or, you know, something. They were chaplains, right? They, they, these guys were known for good works, okay? And so this guy is about is about to get caught out by the parable because he's thinking this. He's like, Jesus is telling this story. You know, a guy gets beaten up. Priest walks past, does nothing. Levite walks past, does nothing. In his mind, he's thinking, I know who's going to walk past next. It's, one, it's, it's someone like me. It's a, it's a lawyer. It's a Pharisee because we're known. It's a, like, social justice warrior. It's a, you know, like, I, I know what's going to happen here. But instead... Jesus goes, no, no, it wasn't a lawyer. It wasn't someone like you. It was a Samaritan. 
Now, the third point of reference to understand is that Samaritans were not liked by Jewish people. They'd sort of turned against them, and, you know, they didn't, they didn't have a high view of them. So when Jesus is telling this parable, he's, he's trying to get this response from this guy, he's trying to break down stereotypes and judgments that the Pharisee had of people. He wanted to show the Pharisee that he actually had pride in his heart, that this Pharisee might have been able to point to all his good works in helping the poor. However, he still had this nice little box of who his neighbor was. And so Jesus is really calling forth from this guy this expanded heart. And, and, and today, we've already heard about youth care and about chaplaincy and the impact we can have. And we're about to hear about two initiatives that together as a church we can be involved with. But, but the whole point of this message this morning is I want to ensure that as a people, we are not just ticking the box of I've helped somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, done, I've done my thing. I prayed for a chaplain. I gave some, we'll talk about Samaritan's person in a sec. I, I, I filled a shoebox. We're going to be doing a, um, a, a quick fit with WA Mums College. I signed up to do quick fit. I, I've done something. What I really want to call forth from our, from our lives today is just like Jesus was one to call forth from this Pharisee, this lawyer, was an expanded heart, was the fact that, you know what, I'm not going to just have this little box about who I think my neighbor is or how I will love my neighbor, but God is calling me to, to push out the edges of that box, expand it, and go, you know what, I want to understand, I want Jesus to come and reframe and change my heart and change my life. You see, we are called to live this out. We don't get to define who our neighbor is. Who is our neighbor? Everyone is our neighbor. Everyone is our neighbor. And that is what Jesus shows us with this parable of the Good Samaritan. You see, one of the greatest messages of the gospel is that we are all neighbors, we're all equal, we're all equivalent, we're all valued, and we're all loved in the eyes of God. So can I ask for you today, what's Jesus putting his finger on in your heart today? Is it a person that you know? Is it maybe a group of people that you've categorized as something? But God's actually asking us to expand our hearts to not just tick boxes or do right things or, or yes, I've donated this to this person or, you know, I, no, no, he's, he's calling for a heart transformation. He, he, he's calling us to pray for people, to serve people, to walk alongside people. That's the heart of the gospel is it's not about ourselves and, and not about just doing the right thing, but it's about allowing the power of God to come in and to change our hearts and to change our lives. And so as we, as we wrap up, there's, uh, there's two things I want to speak about. Uh, I believe that as we live in Australia in 2023 with the internet and global communications, the fact is that we know so much more about what is going on in the world. And so when asked who is our neighbor, uh, I believe it's no longer those that are just physically near us, but it's about those that we can reach around the world. And so we obviously can't do everything, uh, but this year as Elevation Manager, we're going to be supporting the work of Samaritan's Purse through Operation Christmas Child. I know you're like, oh dear, you're talking about Christmas already. But, this, uh, but, but, but I want to encourage us to be a part of this. And so we've got a quick one-minute video from Samaritan's Purse that we're going to check out, and then I'll come back and explain that. Thanks, Ariel. <laughs> When that shoebox is open, they're overjoyed. You can see them shouting, jumping. 
Look at how much they are excited. This is the first time those children are receiving the shoe boxes. They are so happy. Every box is important because every box is an opportunity to tell a child about God's love, about His Son, Jesus Christ. If you get the heart of the child, you will reach the heart of the parents, you will reach the heart of the family, and then you will touch the community. That gift box is the beginning into their hearts. Isn't it incredible how these gifts touch the lives of these children? Every year we see tens of thousands of children disciple. And we couldn't do this without you, so thank you for packing the boxes. Thank you for praying for these children around the world. God bless you, and keep packing those boxes. Amazing. So good. Hey, what an opportunity. So um, after service, and we'll have this out for a number of weeks, uh, you can go and see the Samaritan's Purse uh, set up. Uh, the boxes uh, cost $15 each, which covers the box and the, um, and the postage. And then all the information's out there. Uh, you fill it with the stuff that they talk about uh, in, the, in, the, um, in the package and then bring it back and we, and we send it off. And it's just such an amazing way to love our neighbor because our neighbor is no longer just our next door neighbor. It's no longer just the people, but I, I believe because we're connected as a globe, there's a responsibility on us to make a difference in people's lives. And so, so Tanya, who's heading up this project uh, for us, uh, you know, impacting community and missions, will be out there. Go and see her. All the information's there to be a part of that, which will be excited, which will be exciting. Sorry, I'm excited. It'll be exciting. And so you might be thinking, what about a little bit closer to home? Or well, maybe Ben can come and join me on the keys, and I'll explain that, and then we'll wrap up. So over this last season of time, uh, we've supported in various ways WA Mums Cottage. So this is an amazing organisation that supports vulnerable women and children, makes a difference in their lives, and a lot of their work is involved in supporting victims of uh, domestic violence and walking through some challenging home situations. And they're, they're a Christian-based organisation doing a great work among people from many backgrounds and cultures and upbringings, and um, we, I've, we've been in consultation with them over a number of months ago. Okay, how can we support you in what you do? And, and one of the things that I believe we're, um, uh, without sounding whatever, one of the things I believe we're good at as a church is getting stuff done. I don't know about you, but I, I think we're pretty good at getting stuff done. All right, we're, we're good at working hard. We're good at setting a setting a plan, then completing a plan, and so. Over the last few years, we've done a number of what we call quick fits um, on our own building. So we've knocked out walls, such as one that was there. We've built stages. We've pulled down stages that we built because then we changed our mind. No, because then, then, then it changed. We've upgraded gardens. We've created kids' rooms. We've painted. The, the list has gone on. And so I think it's on the screen behind me. Yeah. So on Saturday, October 14th, we're going to be doing a quick fit on WA Mums Cottage, their op shop and cafe that they have in, um, in Davie Street there in town. And so we'll be building cupboards and cleaning, painting, gardening, generally making a difference for that organisation, for all that it represents and for their volunteers because they're predominantly volunteer-run organisation. And, you know, as a volunteer, when someone comes along beside you and says, hey, I'm here to help, I'm here to do something, that, that, that stirs you, that, that, that does something in your life. And so the great news is that through our legacy campaign, campaign like the last one, which was 20, uh, July 2022 till June 2023, we actually have $12,000 
as a church to put towards this project and to invest into WA's mum's cottage, do some floor coverings, do some bunch of different things to, uh, to help upgrade their space. And so we would love for you to uh, sign up and be a part. You can um, scan the QR code uh, that's on the, on the screen behind me. I'll, I'll pretend like you're taking a photo of me for your Instagram, like, wow, powerful message, amazing. Yeah, no, no, you're just scanning the thing. That's all right. That, that, that works as well. Uh, or you can physically um, sign up the sign up form at our Next Steps area as well. We would love you to be a part of this. October 14th, you're like, you know what? I've got two hours. Come, be part. We're a body. We're a family. We're a team. Uh, we can do it together. And so we'd love to see a uh, minimum of 30 volunteers go, you know what? I, I can play a part on the day and can make a difference in people's lives. Why? Because we're called to love our neighbour. We're called to make a difference. I'll finish with this scripture. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 3 says this. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, Again, nothing. The rest of that chapter goes on to talk about that love is patient. You might know this part. Love is kind. It's not puffed up. It's not jealous. And you know, it's a part that's used at wedding ceremonies all the time, which is great. Go for it. Um, But when Paul wrote that, he wasn't thinking, all right, think they need a chapter to use in weddings. What can I I do? It's actually placed, you, you can read it at home, between chapter 12, talking about spiritual gifts, Chapter 14, talking about spiritual gifts again. So why does Paul place this, probably the the Scripture's grandest description of what love is? He places it like that because we can do all this stuff, but if we don't have that heart transformation of love on the inside of our lives, like the Bible just described, it's a noisy gong. It's a clanging cymbal. We We can, you know, help Samaritan's Purse. We can pray for a chaplain. We can sign up for a quick fit, do some gardening, do some painting, build some stuff. But the Bible says if we do that without the love and the heart of Christ, we've missed it. And so this morning, across this place, as you bow your heads and close your eyes, can I just invite you to take a moment this morning to say, God, come. I want a heart change. I want a transformation. I want to embrace more of who you have called me to be. Of who you have called me to be. God, let your love just come. Let your love just come on the inside of my heart. God, we thank you right now for every single person here. God, we thank you right now that you just pour out your spirit on our lives, Lord God. We thank you that just like you called forth a response for an expanded heart over the lawyer in the Scripture, God, that you would call the same thing over our hearts. God, come, expand our hearts, enlarge our lives so we can go and love our neighbours worldwide, locally, next door, next suburb, next state, wherever we are, God. We thank you for that right now. Still praying this morning. Maybe you're here. 
And we talked about the love of God. We talked about hope. Sang about hope this morning. And you're like, I I need some hope in my life. I I hear about this love of God that's perfect and pure, but the only love that I've known is love that's tried to take from me or love that's tried to manipulate me. Can, Can I tell you that the love of God is here and accessible for you this morning. And what we're going to do is in a moment, we're going to pray together. We're going to pray a prayer that surrenders our hearts to Christ and commits our lives to Him. And so this morning, if you're like, you know what, I I need to take a moment. I need to make a decision this morning to say yes to Jesus. Yes to accept His love. Yes to accept His forgiveness. If that's you, would you just lift your hand right now where you are? I'll see it. Then you can put your hand back down. Then we're going to pray together. Is there someone like that this morning that wants to say yes to Jesus Christ? That wants to lift their hand in a sign of surrender and say, I'm going to...